We cover the second Tales of the Jedi comic book arc on today's episode of Tapcaf Transmissions. Welcome back to Tap Calf Transmissions. My throat doesn't work. This was terrible. <clears throat> Run it again. All right, you, you want to? We'll do that again. Hello, yeah, everyone. Come, don't don't talk over me then. Run her again. Hi everyone! Welcome to Tapcalf Transmissions. I'm your host Corey, and joining me is—you'll never guess—it's Justin. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm just swell, my good friend. Uh, so happy to be spending some time with my good good friend, you, and the audience here, as always. Wow, that's great. I, I see you're wearing a shirt related to our topic today. That is, oh, uh, yes. a yes. Star Wars shirt. Yeah. So, um, this is a pretty. Pretty niche find by me. Uh, if you're wondering where you got, where I got it from, and if you can pick up on yourself, probably not local place. A uh, little reference to the expanded universe there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's my favorite of the of the media is, is that one right there, the the Star Wars one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've I've chosen to wear a black shirt as well, no branding on it, and I'm blending in very well to my chair right now, which I didn't really think about before I started. Uh, you just you're gonna go full Jabba mode, just slowly like <laughs> turn into the chair. I think you mean Arba mode if we're gonna be staying on topic. Well, for today. I figured you were more of a death by uh, uh, choking than death by being sliced by lightsabers. Well, they weren't really or lightsabers. Masasi they war were, spears. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I'm gonna go out, I want to go with the Masasi war spears. But we are talking okay. about not. You're not a David Carradine type. No. Okay. I'm a Neo Caradina shrimp type, I guess, but okay. We are going to be talking about Tales of the Jedi's second chronological arc, Fall of the Sith Empire. Uh, don't worry, it'll get better. But <laughs> yeah, so you've been away. We were originally going to be talking about either uh, the new book by Adam Christopher. I forget what it's called. For some reason. Uh, Shadows of the Sith? Shadows of the Sith. Shadow of the Sith. There's only one shadow. And also, or we were going to talk about the uh, Agents of Chaos second book. Because we we haven't done that in a while. But we weren't sure if uh, there would be time to read it for you this week. So we There definitely would not have been time. Yeah. Yeah, No time at all. Uh, So we're going to do Shadow of the Sith next week. And then we'll be back to the Vong after that most likely. Again, yeah. these the Yuzhan Vong books have been out for 22, 23 years now, so uh, another week or two is not gonna not gonna kill anybody. Uh, I, have you started Shadow of the Sith yet? Uh, not really. I'm only a couple pages in, so functionally no. Mm-hmm. Did you read you, any of it? Yes, I've seen have some references. S- I've picked. I've gone through for some references. Have you seen the reference to something? The reference, returning? yes. The 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 return of the horn dynasty Mm, yes yes are we talking about the same reference here i'm talking about something very big and very red (laughs) yeah okay yeah 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 Yeah. um yeah the very interesting uh i'm i'm a bit in i kind of when we first got the book i kind of read through very quickly to get the plot just to see like whether i really wanted to rush this so i'd have full coverage or whether i could kind of come back and do it later and and yeah so i'm doing the audiobook now and it's so annoying how they send you the audiobook screeners is it like still a, a screener well think so. they actually they they actually sent this one in advance like early enough that i could have got the time in but they send it so each chapter is an individual audio file so it'll be like chapter one and it will literally just be the book title and it'll be like chapter two it'll be the uh you know the foreword and then chapter three and then it's you know the prologue and then four all the way through so there's like basically 60 individual audio files they send you um and of course it it only opens in like uh it only opens on the web browsers and i'm someone who listens on my phone so it's it's very very annoying 
I feel like there'd be a way to put together like a mobile playlist for that, no? I don't like I'm not probably. really a big audiobook guy, so I haven't really opened those files. So Yeah, I mean but... there's probably a way, but um I'm I just I just bought it on Audible. I had a credit, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean really we for a lot of this stuff recently we haven't really been doing things ahead of time like our we haven't been uh doing our homework like Alex does, so Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not like I don't do much canon stuff, so I don't find the need really to do it in yeah. advance and I don't do book reviews. Um don't tell Del Rey that, but so I'm I'm usually Yes good. you do. We're that's what we're doing here. Yeah, okay, I don't do book reviews for books the decade they come out. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean we'll be doing Shadow of the Sith, like Yeah. Two I don't do book time. reviews until the people who are unsure about whether they were going to buy it or not have probably bought it either way. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping it in the public consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so we are talking primarily about Tales of the Jedi today, but is there any other any other news we should talk about? Anything? Maybe have you bought your ticket for Celebration? I did not. Um, I didn't either. I didn't realize it was going to go in so soon. Yeah. Um. Like, they went really quickly, which, I mean, good sign that the uh, the medium is thriving, I guess, or that the franchise is thriving, but yeah. it sucks. Like, it's so it's such an inaccessible event. Um, yeah. But I kind of have an open invitation for a panel every year, so if things work out, I'm going to try to kind of swing that again. Yeah. But I'd love to go to Celebration. I did buy tickets to, uh, to Hellcon, which is the Halifax comic-con this year seems like it's a bit on the smaller end i think they're kind of still recovering from covid like one year they had like billy d williams um i think they got some of the supernatural guys some year i don't know if there's anyone this year but if you are a tap cat fan i do kind of want to or just a fan of my youtube channel not Corey's youtube channel he's not going to be there at least as far well, as i, I know might. you could be it's october right like yeah yeah you could be there if i'm anyway. not i'm not going to be able to buy a celebration ticket so i got to do some convention it's somewhere. worth considering and charlie probably wants to go but anyway i kind of want to have if there's anyone there i want to not only have a meetup but i also want to hit the hit the downtown afterwards because halifax is like the best drinking town ever so yeah could be fun could be fun a live yeah, drunk episode of Tapcalf. Yeah, trash the Dartmouth Ferry on the way home. <laughs> See if it lines up with uh, the rest of the NJO schedule. We'll get Elkin up there and do our live episode for. Uh, what, what oh, El- I'm do? sure Star Elkin by Star? Would, I'm sure he'd come in a moment, moment's notice. It's not that far. Toronto, it's like an hour and a half flight. It's closer to London than Ottawa, I think. Yeah, probably. It's probably pretty, pretty close. <laughs> I think I think we did the math, isn't? I think Halifax is kind of like right in the middle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is insane. Like at least St. John's is, but mm-hmm. there's a I, huge distance between Halifax and St. John's too. So yeah, I was in PEI this weekend, and it's like it's like the rest of Canada, except it's just so clean and so like manicured. Like you can tell that like oh, there's a fucking fl- I'm like in that Breaking Bad episode where there's a fly in here. Fucking the Ryan Johnson. Episode. Yeah, Ryan Johnson, never leave me alone. But uh, I think he did that one. But anyway, um, yeah, I was, I was in PEI this weekend, and it's like all of Canada, but you can tell it's um, based, their economy is like totally based on tourism, because the entire, you'd go down like a back dirt road, and it's like and every... And potatoes. Yeah, and potatoes. But like every hedge is fucking manicured. It's like the most clean, like, yeah, I, I could definitely like see myself... Either getting, like, a cottage there, because it's only, like, three hours away, which is crazy. It's closer than Cape Breton, or, like, retiring there someday. Yeah, it, it's bigger than you'd think, too. Yeah, it is. Uh, like, you can drive from, like, the Confederation Bridge to, the uh, like, the north end of the island in, like, half an hour. But I think if you were going to go from, like, Charlottetown to whatever's on the other end, I think that would probably be, like... Maybe four hours to drive across yeah, the island. It's a pretty wide island. It's not a tall island, but yeah. Have you ever been? No, but I've been there on GeoGuessr a few times. So there you go. I I imagine it's a pretty easy one on GeoGuessr. Red dirt, a lot of uh, big fields. Dane and I have gotten really good at uh, at GeoGuessr in general, so everything's easy on GeoGuessr. So and a Green Gables reference. You can't go more than like. 
half a click without some sort of Anna Green Gables <laughs> reference. It's like, oh, this is the Montgomery House. This is fake. I forget what the town they created for that was, but yeah. Avonlea, is that it? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. There was like a, I think a Netflix show made of Anne of Green Gables, like every, like, I think there was a two CDC years ago. one. Yeah, they, with they make a new one every, yeah. Yeah, he used the, he used the Head by a Century as the theme song. Yeah. Which was cool. There will be another one remade in like two years. That show was actually pretty popular and people were, maybe, maybe it was Netflix, not CBC, but people were mad when it was canceled. I, I think it might have been picked up by a streaming service after CBC dropped it. Okay. But... Because uh, Dana Dana just finished watching it relatively recently. Anything to get the uh, tragically hip out to a wider audience. A new audience, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed when they find out Gord's dead. <laughs> we still have Sinclair, though. Oh, he looks pretty... He he sounds like he was pretty young. And this, oh, this song is from the 90s. He's got to be... Must be work... Oh, no, he's dead. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you think of uh, of the Sith? Uh, kind of annoying that... Falling. Kind of annoying that the it's they spoil it right away, right? What like, the name of the the name of yeah, the comic? Fall of the Sith Empire. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't know whether this short five issue series was going to wrap this plot up or whether so we're going to see more. Did you walk into Empire Strikes Back and be like, God damn it! Well, now no, I know what they're going to do because the Empire Strikes Back in that within the first you know twenty five minutes. Yeah. Right? Well, this but, was this was one of the the prequels, right? So yes, that is so true. It was they didn't really have. He kind of knew already what was going to happen. I suppose that is true, and I'll I'll, I'll give you a, a points for that. You've you've got me at a disadvantage, but you know, new fans discovering it every day don't remove all the dramatic tension with the title right away, right? I want Star Wars to reissue this one, and have it be like. Fight of the Sith Empire. Or who knows what happens to the yeah. Sith Empire. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it open. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I liked it, though. It was... I mean, we've talked before. I don't think either of us are big comic book fans. No. And this one really suffers from one of the kind of things that we've talked about other comics suffering from in that it just feels so rushed. Yeah. Like, major kind of story beats take place on like one or two pages six panels ten panels and it just feels like it's moving 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 and that does kind of make the story end up feeling a little bit i don't know if cheaper is the right word but maybe more inconsequential for me at least as someone who's primarily a novel reader now i know there are a lot of people who um probably disagree and i will say too i feel like way more than um reading a book a comic is something that you really get a benefit from having a physical copy of because i was reading this one online i've read comics you know like i've got the old marvel comics and the old newspaper dailies and it is a completely different experience when you're reading a physical comic book yeah uh, in my kind of experience at least i don't know if the if the listeners or the 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 chat agrees but it's kind of my feelings on that like I, I think there's definitely an element to it where just like comics as a as a medium appeal to you and me less. So mm-hmm. like we're probably gonna have a a different opinion than like comic lovers on mm-hmm. uh, some of the pacing elements. But I do think this is an example, or this is an arc where even that notwithstanding, it is it does feel quite rushed. Because like I've read other comics that even within Star Wars, don't have quite the same uh, just go, 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 go kind yeah. of feeling. And, like, it's kind of yada yadaing big big deals. Because, like, I have the Knights of the Old Republic comics, and that's a much bigger thing. Uh, even, like, the Critical Role comics uh, feel a bit I better I think the paced. action comics are a bit kind of more like that as well. Yeah. And that, that's also kind of the nature of having a, a more issues to tell your story. Or yeah. even, like... You know, even Dark Empire is, you know, Dark Empire 1 was 6, I think. It's like 6, 6, and 2 or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think it has to do with just, like, they'd already had Tales of the Jedi, then they were going back to tell this story. And this story probably could have justifiably been a, a much longer series, but you have mm-hmm. those 
two shorter arcs that you're greenlit for, so it has to be done this way. But I, I think even within that, there are a few choices that are made that could have been handled better. I don't know if it was being played for laughs. If it was, then uh, fair play. But like Ludo Crash coming back literally three times yeah. in the space of, uh, I guess that's probably five total issues between the end of the last one and the start of this. Because mm-hmm. he dies he dies once in the prior arc we'd already read. Then he dies twice in this one, I think. Yeah. So And the, he, he comes back for one panel. And he just gets shot after that. It's like, oh, yeah. this time he's dead for sure. It, it, that kind of thing that feels like it's in here a fair bit. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe it is just meant to be kind of funny. But I feel like that time could have been spent fleshing out the conflict a little bit more if they needed that extra panel for it. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, like, I found myself kind of not even paying as much attention to the dialogue. I really like the art for these. Yeah. Um, we talked before about how, like it's much braver in being a kind of historical star Wars thing than even like the old Republic is or nice old Republic where it's like, this is a star destroyer. It's just, it's different. Or this is a Republic cruiser. It's just, it's kind of the same, you know, you could, it's the same lineage, but it's different where this it's like, they kind of make them look older by the ships look like they almost look sometimes organic, sometimes rocky. Sometimes they almost look like, old sailing vessels in a way i i love the ship design in this and i thought that uh that even better than the last one we talked about there was some really cool ship stuff i liked when they were like landing on the planet and you see like all the sith uh i guess they were probably the masasi like pulling it down to the ground with ropes um yeah lots of cool stuff like that so the art was really kind of fun i liked the kind of battle of coruscant was great uh super high quality i think a lot better than you see in comics like star wars comics now from i only have limited experience but there's a lot of really bad art mm-hmm. uh or and it's not even the artist's fault it's just like you know th- it's a pretty well-known phenomenon that the timelines that comic book artists have to deal with just aren't reasonable yeah. so they rely on a lot of you know tracing either of movie scenes or photoshopping actors faces or you know fan art and it just looks really bad sometimes you can tell the story was built around you know i've got this one scene that i can trace and it'll be an entire page and that will you know help me make my deadline where in this it's like it felt you know like proper art which was really cool yeah it's definitely a really neat art style i I don't love the the coruscant depiction but outside of that i think it works pretty Mm -hmm. well for the time uh yeah there's a lot of cool fleet shots and everything yeah, um, and to be fair to Coruscant, this would have came out before The Phantom Menace, right? So, yeah, yeah. So the idea of kind of what Coruscant was is still, still kind of you know up in the air a little bit. So, yeah. I'd well, it is. Bit. It does feel a little bit too reliant on like, ah, oh, these are the ancient cultures of Earth that are now mm-hmm. in space, and pyramids and stuff. Like, I can get past it for, like, Koros Major and stuff and having that area be more based on uh, mm-hmm. whatever art style. But then it just, everything in the galaxy ends up kind of, kind of being pyramids, mm-hmm. which, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a much. problem where it's like, we can make this seem old by making the bad guys look like pharaohs. Or, like, not actual pharaohs, but, like, you know, pop, pop culture depiction of pharaohs and yeah. uh, whatever else. So, I, I definitely agree with you there. Ludo Crash had, like, Spina Bifida, like, King Tut or something. (laughs) Yeah, basically. I saw Moses in there somewhere. That was weird. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so we start off with uh, Jory is on her way back to the Republic. Gav is stuck with Nagasato. uh, But Jory and and their ship have a tracker on it. So the Sith are planning to follow back... Uh, through the hyperspace routes that Jory and Gav found to invade the Republic. They've been in hiding for millennia now. No one really believes that they're out there anymore. And uh, Gav has been tricked into their service after Negasato has beaten Ludo Kresh for the leadership of the Sith in mm-hmm. the last comic arc. So that's where we start off. And the, I guess the first issue is mostly uh, Jory getting back and trying to get anyone to listen to her and no one wants to they all laugh at yeah her that was frustrating she got the c-3po uh treatment where like c-3po yeah. has some vital 
bit of information, but like Han will be too busy like just telling him to fuck off to actually listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, it ends up being is it like what the end of the second issue that she finally sneaks in and war yeah so she gets sent to space australia steals a uh steals a freighter which has powerful shields and then Fortnite battle bus drops into uh (laughs) into the imperial palace and and gives the warning (laughs) and the the best part is like it's kind of unnecessary like Mm -hmm. the jedi are like oh i think the sith are coming and, and the preparation that, doesn't help at all. <laughs> yeah, like they, yeah, they don't feel like doing anything about it until until she get she gets in and random lady tells them, oh, mm-hmm. the Sith are coming. Finally, yeah. finally, we can do something about this. Yeah, and and by the way, um, this is the hyperspace war. There are, I believe, right? The great hyperspace, great war, hyperspace yes. war. Which I guess it's called that because the the Sith aggressively attack through hyperspace yeah because it was it was a pretty great war and uh it was over the i guess it comes down to hyperspace coordinates in the end um i like i just always imagined reading about the great hyperspace war before reading this comics especially as like someone who didn't know the lore when i was younger i imagined the idea of a great hyperspace war to be a lot more interesting like Something like, uh, uh, maybe even like the High Republic, where hyperspace is somehow weaponized or something. That's kind of yeah. what I always imagined it as. Because I didn't read these comics when I was kind of first getting into the EU. Yeah. I, I don't know if the... That's something we'll probably have to keep an eye on with the future issues and see if the original run of Tales of the Jedi... Because mm-hmm. like, I think it's named in there, and it kind of... We'll see if it gives that same impression, but... I think I think it makes sense where yeah it's probably it's just, the first major war that's based on like finding these mm-hmm. new routes through hyperspace and having the big enemy on the other side of it. Yeah, it totally. is weird that the Sith had uh, such complete knowledge of the Republic just from the nav computer on yeah like, the, and the tracker on it. I feel like there's maybe a little bit of inconsistency with like the size of the Sith Empire. Uh, maybe not. They they were a lot bigger than I realized. Like. Part of it is they're also uh, faking the the size of their ships, like their size of their fleet, where they attack Coruscant with like a fleet of ten thousand ships, and like a, a lot of them are are false. But yeah, well, they're also attacking multiple planets at once. Like it's not just Coros and Coruscant. I think it's yeah. Few, there's they mentioned to be a few more planets. Yeah. Well, we see Kirik as yeah. one. And then it says specifically that they they struck across the galaxy at once. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like the we've seen that there are like a few dozen Sith lords that have their own worlds. So mm-hmm. it's definitely more than just like Korriban. I really like the. I, I thought that the, the battle scenes were pretty cool. I like how the Sith have like the giant war elephants. Um, mm-hmm. I I think they've got an actual name, but. Um, there's there's a really cool art of like the Sith. Um, oh, what do they call them? Not war beasts, but maybe maybe they do just call them Sith war beasts. Oh yeah, just Sith war beasts or war behemoths, and yeah, those things kind of appear again. There, there's one where they're like alongside Sith spawn. If you look up like Sith war beast and yeah. Sith spawn, they'll come up. There's this really cool kind of. I don't know where the it's from. Jedi versus Sith: The Essential Guide to the Force. Um, yeah, we've had yeah. to do a few of the models for uh, mm-hmm. for Revenge Revenge. Like there are mm-hmm. a few of those that we've done, mm-hmm. and it. I, I kind of like those better than I like the uh, the ones that are literally just regular animals that they're running around with. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the the ground battle stuff is just so low tech mm-hmm. in this series, where it's like most people are fighting with spears. Yeah, and like the lightsabers have uh, power packs and stuff. Yeah, that part yeah. I like. That like that makes it's an interesting part of like the tech yeah. progression. But I, I think they did that a little better than the High Republic did, where where it's like basically the lightsaber is the exact same, but it's got a fancy hilt. You know what I mean? Like it's got an Excalibur style hilt. Where these, like the lightsabers, are both kind of distinct in function and appearance. I think is a nice touch. But the High Republic's also. Obviously, much, much much closer to the kind of lightsabers that we know. It's only a hundred 
so years off so yeah i think that works better for the aesthetic they're going for and yeah for the yeah, themes for sure. of it whereas this is like that's that's probably one of the few tech things that i actually like from this period is the lightsaber power packs because mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of the rest of the ground combat stuff especially is just it just it's really weird how how low tech that ends up being like mm-hmm. yeah everyone's living in these like rock looking structures but they have the spaceships and these are major worlds as well so i've never been a huge fan of that mm-hmm. yeah no, I, th- I think that's fair they're definitely kind of trying to come to grips with like what star wars should have looked like thousands of years in the past and i definitely appreciate them for f- trying especially from like an artistic standpoint where things look weird like the sith meditation sphere looks nothing like like nothing that's in the original trilogy nothing looks like that yeah um i like the ship designs it's just like mm-hmm. i understand they're trying to say oh what does star wars look like thousands of years before but then it's like oh if we ever want to do anything even before this what does that look like yeah and i don't know it, it just it, it doesn't mesh very well for me yeah i don't love it yeah fair enough uh, we do have the two of the Jedi that are stationed on... I think they're on Kirik. It's Odinur mm-hmm. and Master Uru. Yep. And uh, they're they're both kind of apparently useless to the to the battle going on. Like, Odinur is doing his battle meditation, but they're stationed with all the rebels from the Unification Wars mm-hmm. that Empress Tita just is... kind of defeated. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we'll fight if we get amnesty for it. And so she said, like, what have they got to lose? So these guys are just, they're probably the two worst fighters at their rank in the Jedi Order that are helping in this battle. It's a fucking brain in a tank and a, a well, lizard the, who would rather... The brain in the tank kind of carries with his big AoE attack later on. He charges yeah, but, up his alt and then... <laughs> but the t- how much does the tank really have in it? So I was like picturing when he he does this and it looks like he floods the batter that the battlefield killing a bunch of people because yeah. he's he's just a a brain Jedi in a jar yeah he's a, he's a thought experiment yeah he's Weaponized he's supposed to be experiment. swimming in uh, oceans of different material on his world which I, I like when they have the different species that yeah like, yeah, yeah this oxygen unique. shit is gross yeah, yeah. but uh, the way he turns the tide of the battle is this quite small self-contained tank that he's floating in of his preferred atmosphere he just punctures it and wipes everyone out and just flops around on the floor a little bit yeah I love so i was just picturing like he punctures one and then it just kind of leaks out and it's about 10 square <laughs> feet of damp ground just one person trips in it yeah i'm a big fan of the jedi using uh, biological warfare as well it's pretty neat <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, it, they're not dead. They're just grossed up by being in fucking brain jizz, like, for the rest of the battle. They gotta go home and change. Well, he starts by saying, uh, everyone get back, let's hope for a favorable win. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, you don't got anything else for us? <laughs> the breeze goes the wrong way, and this is, we're fucked up. The... <laughs> are, you, are you on a small incline? Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> He's just puddling. <laughs> Start wafting! Start wafting! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Good thing they haven't invented gas masks yet. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, though, absolutely a big brain moment. Um, Proto. Uh, yeah, it's it's great stuff. It's a good thing Plo Koon hadn't joined the, the Jedi Order yet, or else he'd probably be going around in one of those as well. Yeah. Doesn't have his, They don't have the tech to make the small breathers yet. Yeah, that would have been... That would have been, you know, a real kind of morale killer for the Jedi, for sure. Their they're little, they're literal uh, brain filled with waru juice just sacrificed himself for nothing. They didn't have a, <laughs> a separate can ready for him. Like, listen, if, if I'm a dude who's living solely off jar juice, I'm going to keep some <laughs> everywhere I go. Like, and pretty close by. Drains most of it, but then, like, keeps a little puddle in so we can just slurp it up while the rest of the battle's going on. I would have loved to see, like, Order 66 with, like, all these EU Jedi where it's, like, Anakin is, like, not just striking down humanoids, but, like, going up and just, like, loosening, like, the, like, relief valve on this guy's (laughs) brain jar. Do you think Anakin paid enough attention in, like, Jedi biology class to know 
what he needs to do to mess with someone's reaper. I guess he's good with tech, so yeah, it's like okay, uh, we've got the uh, we got the the brain jar guy. Okay, I'll just let that jar juice out. We've got the giant tree. Okay, I'm just gonna close the window so he doesn't get any sun. <laughs> Instead of watering him, he just pours spaghetti sauce on the roots or something. Yeah, we got the giant. We or sorry, we've got the Jedi uh, R two dro or R four droid. I'll just. Yeah. Lock him in a shed somewhere, probably, and declare him non-canon, and it'll be fine. Yeah. So, on the topic of unfortunate death scenes for uh, strangely shaped beings, we get, mm. like, a solid two pages of a hut just getting absolutely blasted here. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. Did you that? Did you appreciate the little sign that uh, Jory had made when she was given ownership of the yeah of his I, uh, space dealership yeah i mean was it a he i thought it was a she hut but anyway i guess it was a he but um what was i gonna say yeah i mean it's always fun to see a hut get some action there's that one in dark empire on narshada i think in dark empire 2 that gets just knocked off the like it's on its little hover sled and gets like knocked off into the abyss yeah. i'm all for that huts are nasty um I don't care if it's one of the nice ones. The only good hut's a dead hut. Yeah. Well, Jory takes over his his operation after, and she's like, "I I bet he would have he would have wanted it this way." It's like, no, you and your brother literally got him killed. Your brother sucks for one. Yeah, thing. and like he was kind of like a slug like father figure, but he also kind of turned on you at the end. Yeah. Um, like he wasn't a fan of you at the end. Well, neither uh, of them were very reliable. No, like, I mean I don't I don't blame him not for being a fan. Like they got they got a million and one chances as from what it sounds like. Like they're not kids. Like they're old enough to be. You know, yeah, like they get keep a job. Falling for the dumbest shit. They're being incredibly selfish the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it took Gav nine issues to realize. Hey, maybe this whole Sith thing isn't all that awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and like maybe you can fund like your hyperspace career by getting a fucking job okay you're a youtuber so yeah but i don't you know steal cars and stuff if if my youtube career runs out i'll probably go work at mcdonald's or something and only steal cars as a last resort they didn't even try anything oh uh, i I did want to ask you if you can Mm -hmm. channel your your prior profession here as a as a legal expert Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know if you ever practiced on empress tita uh no are you part but of I'm, the, fami- I'm, I'm familiar with the laws they have written okay. on on the side of buildings, yeah. So, let's say Jory gets arrested. She calls you up. She wants you to be her, her defense attorney. Mm-hmm. And when she's being arrested... Rid the, of habeas corpus instantly. The cops said, don't worry about reading her charges or telling her why she's being arrested. We'll do that at trial. <laughs> What what's your yeah, first move? Definitely, uh, definitely some habeas corpus uh, petitions. Uh, I, I gotta reread my uh, constitutional documents for Empress Tita, but uh, but yeah, that definitely definitely seems like a violation of procedural rights for sure. I mean, based on the fact that they just fought an entire war in their system on the premise of hey, I'd like to own the rest of the planet. I think they're. Like, civil liberties section of their constitution just says LOL. Yeah, I mean, in, in reality, I'd probably do nothing because it seems like they, they kind of have, like, uh, you know, a wartime tribunal running things, and I don't want to be shot, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, like, all the all the rebels are just being sent for hard just, forced labor, and then they agree They're just to killed. They're sent to labor, yeah. <laughs> it's like... I. Her trial is basically a judge telling her to shut the fuck up. There's no evidence provided. <laughs> like, no witnesses are called. They just, you know. I don't know. Uh, sk- to sp- sk- uh, sk- sk- or whatever his name is. He, he comes in and says, that's my ship now. Yeah. Which is how the law works. Yeah. <laughs> are you saying it's not? <laughs> I mean, I might have missed that class in law school, but I was more focused on, like, tax and admin law, so... Finders, keepers, losers, weepers is is a real legal, legal doctrine, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I live in Ottawa, so the Supreme Court building in Canada is accessible to me. I Whenever they're in session, I just run in and say, hey, that's my spaceship now, and 
It's that's never applicable, Beverly, but... That's why Beverly McLaughlin retired. She got so t- fucking tired of it. <laughs> it's like, he won't shut up! <laughs> and he wins every time! <laughs> we can't keep building these spaceships. <laughs> the country just can't afford it. <laughs> We're out of precious metals! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had to sell our Santa suits. I love the Santa suits. I remember the first day... One of the first days, walking into law school, I, I had we had like our big thing in in the main room with everyone there, and I walk out and I turn to my right and it's just the Supreme Court justices in their Santa attire and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like this is what I'm. This is the this is the the zenith of the profession. <laughs> it helps you not take yourself quite so seriously. I'd have to assume. That is one thing I love about Canadian law, where, like, I love the fact that, like, I'd say 99% of Canadians can't name a single... Do you, what do you, what's the over-under of that? 99% of Canadians, more or less, can name, can't name a single Supreme Court justice. Uh, one that's currently on the court? Yes. Uh, I'd, I'd probably take over on that. Yeah, like, I think you'd need a room of, like... If you're excluding lawyers, I think you need a room of, like, probably 200 people. Maybe you get one, like, one really well-read person. Um, but, yeah. I feel like if uh, if you're allowed to say any former but still living uh, judges, I think enough people are going to just say Bev McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I'd say Lure de Bay if, if I had to choose one, but I like it's the same thing. Like guaranteed, most Canadians can name more American politicians, way more American Supreme Court justices. <laughs> yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy it's that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else do we what else do we got in the fall of the Sith Empire? It's not. A particularly plot dense set of happenings. Sith, Sith Empire do be falling. Do you think it's the same Sith meditation sphere that? Uh, that I think ben it's supposed to be. With? Yeah, I, th- I think it's supposed to be, isn't it? Uh, it's it's just called ship, right? I wonder if yeah. that's been. I wonder if that's been specifically. Specifically named ship. Oh wait, no. Let's let's just talk about ships generally. I looked up ship Star Wars wiki and expected. <laughs> Sphere. Sphere is not gonna come up. Um, I guess it's not. It's not clear. I mean, it could be another one. I kind of imagine that it's supposed to be the same one. Um, well, one thing that I really liked. It kind of reminds me. I I really like the ending of this where they do go to uh, to Yavin and they build yeah. the uh, they build the temple over the Sith ship. Do they ever like talk about that? Like they talk about obviously how they were the Masasi temples and stuff. But do they ever like find the, the that ship there? Uh, I'm not sure if the ship itself gets found there, but like that's where Exar Kun goes. So mm-hmm. yeah. like when the when we get to the Great Sith War stuff, mm-hmm. there's a lot more that happens there. So I I, I assume the ship is involved in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also just kind of like an evil, kind of an evil there. It's like literally the worst place to make a Jedi temple. Yeah, and uh, Odinur just finds a fucking Sith holocron. It's like. Ooh. Let's let's take this to Oshish. Yeah, I love how he just wants to be he just wants to be chilling, listening to audiobooks the whole time. Yeah, he I think he does live for another thousand years, which is pretty sick to be honest. Yeah, he only dies, so he makes the the library on Osis, and then when mm-hmm. Osis gets destroyed, he doesn't die in the destruction. He mm-hmm. dies way later because like he gets trapped inside his library. So, so kind of as as predicted. Yeah. yeah. Entirely surrounded by his books. Like he one, wanted. One thing, uh, a small spoiler, spoiler from there. Shadow of the Sith as well. You've probably seen this if you had any interest in Star Wars. But they've called, and this is like within the first, I think, five or ten pages of the book. They've specified now that Luke's temple is on Ossus in canon. Okay, so that's that's where that is? Yep. Yep. So um, we've had live action Ossus. Yeah, yeah, we have. We had live-action Osses and Tython. 
Yeah, assuming he only has yeah. one uh, temple, which I think is probably a fair assumption, but... It would be kind of lame if, like, the upshot of uh, Kylo destroying the Jedi Temple was just, but don't worry, I had another one. <laughs> well, that's kind of something that I'm curious to see how this book handles, is, like, the number of students Luke has. Uh, and again, I'm only going to talk very... I want to give you guys a chance to read the book, but I'm only going to talk about stuff that's in, like, the first paragraph... Or first chapter. Um, or first few chapters. I'll say first two. It seems like Luke has a decent amount of students. Um... We've seen a lot in scenes, like when they've all been standing around. Yeah, and the what I'm more curious about, and I'm, I, I think, I want to know, like the the students all seem very young, though. Um, like, mm -hmm. it's not like in Legends. It doesn't seem to be like in Legends where he picks up, you know, like Kip Duran, who's kind of a teenager, or like Corin Horn, who's an adult. It seems like, you know, in in the Kylo Ren comics where we see him finally kind of go evil and slaughter a bunch of the Jedi. They're kind of all his same age, so... Yeah. Or younger, so... I'm kind of curious to... They, they, they gave themselves a lot of leeway with that as well. Like, I don't think it would be too lore-breaking for, like, Kylo not to have killed all the Jedi. Like, what, are your, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's going to be... Like, in Legends, there were a lot... By the time we get to, like, Young Jedi Knights, mm -hmm. there were a lot of... Uh, younger kids there and the older masters had either been off on their own because the mm -hmm. Jedi Order was still more uh, more ad hoc in how it was handling everything so a lot of mm -hmm. the Jedi just went out and kind of did their own things so it wouldn't even be that weird if there were other Jedi just out mm -hmm. in that same vein and we know one of the things that I think is interesting from the different stories we've seen with characters that we know are going to be uh, doing other stuff, even just with Ahsoka, but we've got four or five different Jedi or Jedi-adjacent characters, like four sensitives who we know exist coming into the like New Republic period, and mm. maybe they all die by the time of... Uh, by the time of the sequel trilogy, but like there's Cal, there's Ahsoka, there's Grogu, there's Reva now, mm -hmm. and there's a few others that... Like Opa Rancisis, who's still out there, but we know these characters have like a different view of the Jedi Order than other characters would, yeah. and then each other would. So, uh, yeah, like Ahsoka's a light sider, but she's not going to be signing up at Luke's Praxium for yeah. her school for formal lessons or teaching or receiving. Yeah, so it's possible that some of these other ones who are still alive or out there in some fashion are uh, possibly disillusioned with the Jedi, but. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe still out there in some form i do also want to say too in the comic it, it's kind of weird where like kylo doesn't actually kill a lot of them he like shows up and and the students are dead so yeah something's gotta come like star wars comics are honestly a bit of a mess for continuity especially i don't know if it's especially new canon because i haven't you know i i don't know the, the old canon ones that much but like we need uh, like a, a seminal novel in the area to kind of clear things up i think part of it is just uh a lot of the i guess secondary media for books and comics are just they're not allowed to really make those calls yet mm -hmm. which like i understand i just wish like if that were the case and you're gonna tell all these nothing stories essentially just wait like like, like, if you have a story you want to tell in TV or in movies or wherever else, don't put out, like, a neutered book for it. Like, that's not going to do anything. Like, that was my problem with the stuff that came up before The Rise of Skywalker. Like, uh, Rise of the Resistance, I believe it was. Or no, that's, that's the ride at Resistance Reborn. Where it was like, I read that book and I was like, this is nothing happening. Like, you can tell yeah. that the author was not given the plot for... The Rise of Skywalker, even though, like, we could all read it online almost a year before launch. Um, and, like, they end up just having to be very careful not to step on the toes of anything that could happen, and that's just a bit frustrating. Yeah, There's there's a few elements to that where, like, they'd almost certainly never be able to do a Jedi Academy trilogy like we got in Legends because that mm -hmm. just 
wouldn't be allowed to be established in like a like a post Tross Jedi Academy trilogy, like mm-hmm. setting up any kind of major world building stuff for a period that is like a completely blank slate right now because they're and probably going to want to make eventually. something in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which does mean that a lot of the, or at least a fair few of the stories that are about like the main characters do end up having a bit less meat to them. Mm-hmm. But there was also a, a similar element to that in Legends where there yep. were a lot of the early Bantam ones where it's kind of monster of the week. Nothing can really be established or changed, which is why you get uh, the Black Fleet Crisis. Yeah. Whereas like three books of Luke being on the verge of learning about his mother, and then it turns out like actually no, we're 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 not allowed to tell you that either. So it's a problem that Star yeah. Wars always runs into, and it is annoying. Which is why I've liked a lot of the stories that are like not about those characters so much more. Like the Alphabet Alpha Squadron, Squadron books yeah. are fantastic, and part of that is because it's dealing with characters that aren't. Lucan and Leia because they don't have to fit into any kind of mold. They can just do whatever they want with them. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's a good point. And, and I will say it's not just it, it was another good example is like the, the best example that I can think of is the Marvel comics from back in the day. Yeah. Where like they had so little um, I forget the author or the editor um, I'm gonna look up her name because she put out a really what was her name again um anyway she basically explained how in an interview that they couldn't do anything they couldn't mention this the 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 marvel comics they would run they did the movies and then they would do the times in between and then eventually they got to kind of the, the point after the movies and there was nothing that they could talk about at all um and it's like you can't talk about Darth Vader. You can't talk about the Empire. You can't have the the good guys fighting the Empire. You can't have Luke and Leia kind of address the big uh, the fact that their siblings is revealed in the movie. So it's like they basically just made up a completely new storyline yeah. about like an invasion. And it's you know it I it's fun, but it's so weird. It's yeah. a weird way to end off the the comics as well. It's always been. I guess weird and interesting to me how good NJO ended up being, or at least how much I like it. Uh, I know that's not a universal opinion. With the fact that it it did manage to do a lot with the characters, and there were a few like reasonable takes on like how the Jedi used to work at a time that like the prequels weren't just something that may happen that we need to be aware of and not make any big decisions on. They were happening now, and they just weren't told anything that was going to be in them. And they yeah. were still able to do what they did. So that's kind of like a, a big exception to the rule, that like this is all stuff that happened with Legends. This is stuff that's happening a bit with canon as well. But. I wonder if part of that was just like the acceptance that like there's a very real possibility that these books are just going to be completely ignored. Like... Yeah. Like... like Obviously, they were told, like, the way I kind of imagine it is they were told by George Lucas and Lucasfilm not to touch, uh, you know, prequel stuff because it would confuse the audience. They're so far into this kind of new era where I think there's probably a, a real recognition that when George Lucas eventually gets around to making new stories, he's not, he's going to take what he wants and then completely yeah. just wipe everything else, which I think is freedom in a lot of ways and, like, that's why I sometimes lament the idea that you got to do this one unified canon. Like, I think it's good for making the stories consequential and wanting to be, you know, like, interesting and stuff. And there's good cases of that working out. And I'm hoping Shadow of the Sith is one of those. But then there's also, you know, Resistance Reborn, where, like, it's just a book to sell a book. And it's not... a an interesting story, in my opinion, at least. Nothing is paid off later on, but it's still... Like, the worst is when nothing that's in the book is paid off in, you know, the subsequent big movie or whatever else. Um, but they're also clearly being limited. Like, there's no talking between the two at all. Yeah. Um, that's the worst case. And we get, we've gotten a few of those in canon. Yeah, the, there were... Like, even when you get examples where, like, the book is talking or is based on movie information, like the Return of the Jedi novelization is actually i think a good example of this where mm-hmm. the they had information from george on what stuff was going to be but that's also why 
the book included the fact that Obi-Wan and Owen were brothers. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's but always kinda... going to be, like, stuff's always going to change. So it's. Yeah, I guess I just, just. I appreciate, like, for one, it, it, it like, George Lucas, <laughs> you go back, I've been following, I don't know if you follow Pablo on Twitter, but, like, he's yeah. been, it's just interesting how different, like, some of the approaches were to things. Like, there's all the secrecy about the new movies where, like, back in the day, they were literally, like, live streaming, like, them making episode three if you were a hyperspace member. Like, you could go on and watch a camera of them making the movie, you know what I mean? Like, and it would be like, oh, like, Pablo posted a thing, he's like, this is when Chewbacca showed up for the first time. And if you were watching the stream, you would see Chewbacca's gonna be in the movie because he's on set. Um, that was also so, at a time when everyone was still, like, learning what the, what did or didn't work on the internet, like, what you could or couldn't get away with when spoiling I don't even think it was more than that. I don't even think it was just that because like they were willing to spoil the movie like the game came out before the movie did and but that this is always... also we knew what was going to happen there were no surprises that were coming in episode 3 yeah I suppose that's true I guess that's fair like no one was thinking oh is Anakin gonna turn out to be Darth Vader mm -hmm. like okay how sure how does Anakin become Darth Vader we know Dooku had to die we know that Palpatine shows himself as the Empire or as the Emperor. Mm -hmm. yeah, we know yeah, yeah. Anakin and Obi Wan fight. So there's not really, even compared to like Episodes one and two, there wasn't really as much to. There's nothing to spoil with that movie. That's You've seen point. the other five. Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. Uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered Fall of the Sith Empire. Though, is there anything else we want to? talk about nope. on that do you want to fun read uh i'm not gonna read it just because i'm not a comic guy but uh beautiful you like art. It more or less than the last one um i like it probably less i like the art more but i like the story less honestly i really enjoyed the first few bits i like i i like the elements of exploring like like the bit we get of like of the daragons kind of we learn about how they're blazing these new hyperspace routes and before things get going a mile a minute is the stuff I enjoyed the most, so. Yeah. What about Pour you? one out for, for Gab Darigan. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think I like it overall less than the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, the the later issues in this, I think, are, are stronger than the earlier ones, but, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. So a bit less than the last one. I do like the the Jedi advisor that gets sent to Coruscant. I think he's underappreciated. Yeah. He ends up um, looking completely stoned when he's talking to some <laughs> people in one of the frames, which I absolutely loved. His eyes are like glazed over, <laughs> but, but yeah, so we've got a couple, do you have, do we have a, a glup shit out for the week? Uh, I did the last one, I think. So I think you're up next, right? So maybe we do that next time or the time after that. Uh, I'll have one ready for next week then. Beautiful. Okay. Who did you do last time? Who did I do? Uh, I was going to do the Tonica sisters, but I didn't. Who did I end up doing? Someone from the Moss Chat, do you remember? It was someone from the Moss Eisley Cantina. I think. Who did I do? We'll, I don't we'll remember. Let me I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it as you uh, read the first question. Uh, we have, so we did, uh, get an email from Baikonon, which was mostly Obi-Wan questions that we, uh, we kind of talked about in the prior one, mm -hmm. but I, I do want to read the, the opening line. Oh for yeah. That. Key and Farlander. Oh, and the, okay, those yeah, who yeah. survived the Death Star. Yeah. Thank okay. you very much. Uh, Seamus. So Baikonon called us Greasemeister, Eckhart, and Dollar Tree Star Wars Explained. Honestly, so, fair. Thank you for that. Uh, so I'm gonna skip over the Kenobi questions. So Tavosity asks, "Do you intend on ever going back and doing episodes on older shows or the campaigns of, or, of video games like Kotor, Republic Commando, uh, Squadron, etc.? Could be fun to sprinkle in when there isn't an ongoing show. Keep up the great work." And I'm happy the only Star Wars podcast is a fun one. Yeah, we're definitely planning on doing that. I think the one we've talked about most prominently prominently would be Rebels. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit kind of... 
uh, apprehensive about doing a long game like a Kodor, for example. As much as I would like to, and I'm definitely not saying it's off the table, but I just don't stream right now, and I don't have time to yeah. be playing games, like especially Star Wars games where I do Star Wars all get all day. If I want to like take a break, I'd probably play something not Star Wars related. Yeah. Um, but maybe I think, closer to the release of of Kotor remake, it'll be yeah. Feasible, but. I think the we, I mean, I'm not going to guarantee this, but I would definitely want to do uh, want to do a um, what's it called uh. Uh, Jedi Survivor for like any new game yeah. I, I think we might as well talk about yeah and like Rebels is one that we've wanted to do something with for a long time uh, the only difficulty with shows or the biggest difficulty is that like working it in is going to be a bit tough especially when other show releases are kind of ramping up so like the off yeah. weeks are already going to be covered like they've been with Kenobi uh, and when we're so far behind on on other books like we got to make sure we get those in properly yeah, like, I don't uh, want to rush a Rebels discussion because it yeah. deserves, like, our attention. Like, I don't want to do one season an episode, for example, just because there's so much good in that show. I mean, same with anything. And, like, for if we try to talk about Clone Wars, like, you can't talk about a whole season of Clone Wars in one episode because the arcs are so wildly different. Um, yeah. I mean, I we'd, just, we'd probably end up doing, like, the three or four episode arcs mm-hmm. in one episode. Yeah, but. which is the right way to do it, I think. Like, it's hard for Rebels, because Rebels doesn't really do that. Not the same way, anyway. Yeah, there's a few solid arcs, but, like, the <laughs> Mandalore stuff. But I think it's really just the Mandalore stuff, where you have a f- three or four episodes in a row that are Yeah, Mandalore. like, a lot of Rebels is, like, they'll do, like... I, I actually really prefer how Rebels does it, where they'll kind of spread an arc over a season and then kind of have burner episodes sometimes, or, like, single mission episodes or whatever else. Um Uh, Maxwell has a good point though. He says games are for children. Or for children, I read grown-up books like Jedi Prince and Crystal Star. <laughs> we do still need to do the uh, the rest of Jedi Prince. Yep, we do. Uh, let's see. We have from Joel. How do you think the Tales of the Jedi handles the whole Sith fall and then uh, return cycle that would later plague so much the Old Republic and later EU work, especially considering this was before the prequels. Um, I think the reintroduction was fine. Obviously, it's a bit like it tidies it up pretty quickly, though. <laughs> yeah, like it—it's definitely it ends up feeling rushed, and then like they just keep reintroducing them with with each subsequent story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of my least favorite parts of the old that kind of pre OT era or pre prequel trilogy era is how the Sith are handled. That's my big hope for something that the sequel trilogy, or the, sorry, the Disney canon does a little bit better. Yeah, like, we have the Great Hyperspace War, then we have the Great Sith War, then we have Great the... Great Galactic War. Great Galactic oh, like, War. The Sith so War. The Jedi Civil War, which is actually a Sith War. Don't let it yeah. fool you. The Mandal- then we have yeah. the Triumvirate, which is also Sith. Uh, yeah. No one really gives Kreia, Sion, and Nihilus enough credit for nearly wiping out the Jedi Order. But they're yeah, back, seriously. like, five years later... And Bastila makes it through the whole time because she had mm-hmm. her little tiff with the Jedi. Oh. So that whole time in Kotor too, Bastila's just chilling on her couch with uh, with baby Revan's around. Yep. No one really goes and asks her how she's holding up. Uh, but they just they just keep coming back. So yep. that does tie into our next question from Christopher, who says, "With the Great Hyperspace War as presented, the comics only lasting a couple of days, taking place on two planets and having limited death inflicted on the Republic." Why do you think the Jedi, after the war's end, committed genocide on the Sith species and nearly exterminated them? The Sith at this time were morally on par with the Huts and many pre-industrial Earth civilizations. Lore feels extremely OC for the Jedi and their worst decisions ever as it caused 5,000 years of war. P.S. Read ahead the rest of the Tales of the Jedi. Be warned, it makes the sequels look like the Godfather trilogy. <laughs> um, I, I honestly think it was prob- you probably just say the Jedi were scared. Uh, it's probably like supposed to be a warning on how not to act when you vanquished your foe. Yeah, I think there's also meant to be a bit of like off-screen other stuff is happening, and it's like mm-hmm. a longer period of time or yep. more planets getting invaded. But it yeah. uh, part of it is the presentation, part of it is the format that makes that not come across the best. Yeah, because like there's a bunch of the Sith infighting before they invade. Then you get a bit more Sith infighting. Then you get the Jedi coming in. And because of how how tight it is, we don't get much time to see uh, how bad the Sith are 
or what their problems are. Because, mm. yeah, like the Jedi and Empress Tita just go and wipe the floor with them. So, yeah. I, I think the Sith were going to probably want to invade again after that, anyways. I don't think that's necessarily from them being wiped out. But, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. We do have a few other Obi Wan related questions, which. Might as well. We got a few minutes if we want to. Because I don't know the next time we're going to be coming back to the topic. If you want to talk about it. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure it's stuff that we hadn't quite gone over. Oh, yeah, for sure. Before, because a lot of these we did get, uh, even if we didn't talk about them like quite the same yeah. format, a lot of them are questions that we kind of talked over at least yeah. broadly. With, like, if you want to do that, I'll Kenobi. I'll do an update on the reviews and stuff, if you want. Sure. Um, by the way, guys, if you haven't already, consider leaving a review for the podcast. I know people say, like, on YouTube, drop a like and stuff. And you kind of know in your heart, your heart of hearts, it doesn't matter. When it comes to podcasts, reviews really do matter a lot. Um, and there's actually a new site called Chartable. And I can see that we are now the 179th uh, ranked podcast for film and TV in Canada. Um, we are 150 in Australia. We are 240 in Austria. And we dropped out of the rankings in Brazil. So, And in Great Britain. So let's get back there. If you guys leave reviews, I would really appreciate it. It helps. We spend a lot of time on this podcast um, when I could just be ripping off uh, articles from the new from the Ascensor Guide to Warfare. Uh, but we do get a couple of new reviews. We got one from Matrix who says, love this podcast so much. Been listening on Spotify using my alternate account, uh, Matrix. And I think iTunes gives up my real name. So oopsie. Okay, I'll be, make sure not to read your other one. Uh, so much fun listening every week with Corey and Eck and listening to their Akbar winter relationship fanfics. Again, not fanfic. Eck. Yeah. Surprised that the big mouse himself has not shut them down for just that, but oh well, I guess we'll never see them at Star Wars Celebration. Probably not. Oh, we talked about that, right? The Celebration stuff? We talked yeah, about, we talked about okay. how you might be able to go if you get a panel, but instead we're all going to Halifax later Yeah, this right, right, right. All in all, though, the podcast gives great clarity on book summaries and shows that it makes me wonder why I don't just watch slash read them myself instead of listening to them criticizing Master Chief Lore and the Halo Show. That's the one thing that I hope people get out of these discussions. Even when we're talking about something that's not great, we usually still have a fun time. The books are very accessible. Um, so yeah, consider reading them. Yeah. Uh, Seamus says, I think probably the same Seamus in the chat now, for any Star Wars EU lovers, the show is a must-listen. Well-thought-out discussions and impassioned discourse on Winter and Akbar's relationship. Excuse me. Justin and Corey managed to continuously entertain while encouraging thoughtful critique of the stories from a galaxy far, far away. That review was so good, it made me burp midway through. We just need to make sure we never read reviews from when we were reading the Young Jedi Knights books. Because like some of the comics episodes get to be a little bit the same, where there's less to talk about. So that's when we go off on our, our biggest tangents and have the least discussion yeah. of the books or if yeah. the book is like really bad but uh if, if we'd have like one comic every few months then those episodes don't stand out as much to people and they mm -hmm. stop thinking the podcast is as bad so i honestly think if i were listening to the podcast i would myself enjoy more like i listen to like hockey podcasts and the part where they're actually talking about hockey i'm like eh. but the part where they're just shooting the shit that's personally what i find uh, you gotta have the right balance of it you do yeah you do uh, and you have to have like more charismatic hosts than me yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take that for myself, too. And then we also got some nice reviews from Deke and Mr. Teddy. So thank you, guys. Um, I'll, if you leave a review before next episode, I will read it. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, thank you so much. Hey, did you find any more questions you want to tackle, Corey? Or are we done? Uh, yeah, most of it was just... Uh, most of them were actually very well thought out in emails. So thank you for that. But it was primarily things we at least touched on, uh, particularly concerning Reva on this episode and prior episode so mm -hmm. i think for now we'll we'll leave the kenobi talk in last week fair enough um i will also say i this is, will be a slight spoil this will be the spoiler we talked about earlier from shadow of the sith uh, about the big red thing so so this is the end of the episode if you don't want that click away now uh it goes double for you on youtube um but uh, someone tweeted me that said it's it's all Eckhart's ladder's fault. I got sucked into the X-wing audiobooks using his promotional deal, and now I'm sad that such a great series isn't getting the attention it deserves. 
Uh, and I said, don't blame me, blame Mike Stackpole. I agree, though. And the audiobooks are an excellent way to experience the series. Oh, also true for Shadows of the Sith. Consider picking up an audiobook. And then Michael Stackpole, the, the man himself, responded, And heck, not like we don't have a movie to look forward to. With that and the errant venture being canonized in the latest novel, we're almost there. Winky face. So, Michael Stackpole has been tweeting, It's been really nice to see how kind of excited he is about all of his creations being brought back into Star Wars. So, just thought I would, uh, would share yeah. that to end off the episode. And so the context is Lando is talking about gambling on the errant venture. It's italicized, yes. so it's a ship name. Mm-hmm. We're we're in. We're in, ladies and gentlemen. We're in. Fully in. Let's go. We are gonna go. Episode's over. Episode's over. We'll be playing some Fall Guys later tonight. Um are you streaming it, Corey? Yeah, I'm gonna stream it on Twitch. So Corey uh Corey loses on Twitch or X2, the gaming channel. Uh, until then, or until next TapCalf, see you guys later. Make sure to rate, review, email us, and don't forget you can check the show notes for our book rankings and also timestamps. I'll include them for this episode because we rambled a lot. Goodbye. Bye.